Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is JL, I'm your host, and I am going to be taking you through a journey of conversations every single time we upload, ranging from all sorts of topics, as well as some reflections from myself. And I want to encourage you with all of this conversation, everything that comes up, to take it to your community group, whoever you're doing life with, and to have the bigger conversation about it. The aim of this podcast, obviously, is to take topics and things that would necessarily not have all the time in the world to be talked about and actually expand on it. But I'm sure the conversation goes beyond this. So thanks for tuning in. And feel free to get in touch with me if you have any questions, some stuff you want um, highlighted. I'd love to hear from you. And my hope and prayer with this podcast and this conversation is that you would follow Jesus in a deeper way and abide in him now and until forever. And then, yeah, you're gonna have to make your philosophy account non private so I can share that video at some point. Uh, when you do, okay. yeah, hmm. what were we talking about again? Um, Daniel, the what, Daniel. Yeah, complexity, definitely. too much complexity. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and one, one, what's really weird um, and interesting thing is that if you're diverting, obviously, from the initial mm. conversation, but your, um, so Daniel, um, it's one of the other things that Keller says is that he, and if you look at the book of Daniel, it's like, it's a prophetic book, right? Hmm. But the dude was a government worker. Why like, he's not the pastor of a church, right? So he's got all like the gift of a prophet. Like nobody can actually go. Daniel was loopy, <laughs> you know. Like he's not um, hmm. out of his mind. No, he's got the gift of prophecy. He operates in the in the in the office of the prophet. Um, and yet, he's also a government worker. He's got you know, what we would call the nine to five today. Um, <laughs> so this is what makes it super cool for me is that this is accessible by all people. Like you, you can be devoted to God. You can be a Christian who stands up. Um, and it might look like persecution in some countries. Um, but the, and, and, you know, and in other countries like Australia, we have the freedom where we can, you know, we can still work, but, um, even though we 
our faith is in Jesus. And so for for God, it's irrespective of where you find your, when you, where you are, what your talents are, uh, the status of the country. Jesus himself was bringing the gospel in a place where the Romans were saying Caesar is Lord. But he is mm. saying to the people, um, no, he is, he himself is, is the Lord. So, you know, so like it, there's been times where Christianity has been in a place where it could prosper, other times in places where they'll be scattered and, and running away. But at the end of the day, it's that the way of Jesus is so accessible in whatever culture, stage of life, um, and, you know, whatever situation you find yourself in, that it transcends the circumstance because it's so simple. God is so accessible that we, we do ourselves a disservice when we try to complicate things. Mm. We did a world of disservice when we're trying to complicate things. Because mm. it's as simple as God is closer than you think. Mm. He mm. wants to live within us by His Holy Spirit and cause us to look at Jesus so that we're transformed and we act like mm. lights in the world mm. that, that others are attracted to. And not that they'd be attracted to us, that they'd be actually attracted to God who is in us. Mm. Mm. You know? um, but that doesn't happen if you look like me. <laughs> you know, like, if you already look like me, I don't, I don't, whatever. That's what the world's doing. You, like, the world is doing the, I just want to be surrounded by people that who look, talk, think like me. But if you look at wow. Jesus and what is seen by John in Revelation, it is a multi-cultured, multilingual, um, well, people from all over the earth mm. are coming. That's what's going to make up the family of God. And so that's countercultural. That's countercultural because you're currently in a culture, you gotta you gotta stay in your echo chamber. Yeah. So cancel. Stay in your lane. Stay. <laughs> yeah. Or else someone's gonna tell you, you know, whatever. I'll tell you. you know, that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, like I think I've mentioned it a few times before. I don't really know where it is, but I remember hearing it in history class years ago. The most connected generation, but yet the most lonely. Um, kind of just speaks into the idea of I'll just complicate my life just enough to stay safe. Um, but you won't get to see that with me. And then we kind of flip that into... Our, story, our picture with God as well. Whereas like, I'll do work for you and I'll stay busy for God. But you only get the part that I want you to see. And my God's like, bro, I know everything. What are you on about? Yeah. yeah well, that's ridiculous. the... Well, no, it's ridiculous. I was talking to, um, I was talking to some, uh, 
uh, some pastors yesterday and they were talking about this very same thing, that level of um, what is interesting. And I, and I, I guess I, I see some of it as well, um, is that obviously there's a lot of people that have grown um, like I guess maybe tired or they just don't want to go through the motions anymore. We talked about this, like we want substance, we want things to go a little bit deeper than this is, well, not a little bit, to go deeper than, than uh, surface level. And I think this is part of what the conversation is going on is that um, we will um, over-spiritualize things because that's a level of depth to which we can get to and make things complex with a big word um, mm. to just hide the fact that maybe we don't even understand or um, whatever. You're talking about mm. how um, we're, there's this now this bigger push to, we are getting into the, we want more authenticity. Uh, we want more genuineness. We want organic discipleship. Um, and the interesting is on the, on the finding of that other side, which I think is what you're talking about, is like people who say they want that are not necessarily taking the dive. Mm. Mm. So saying, like, I want authentic relationship, but they're still, still managing their image. Mm. They're still um, creating a false, maybe not a false, but I guess they're not necessarily feeling safe enough to to take that dive. Like everybody's got their reasons, um, but in communities where it's like, "Hey, let's go deep," they're like, mm, "I don't know if I'm ready for that." Like, well, but that's what you've been asking for. <laughs> um, so, so you know, that's that's what my mind went to when you when you started to talk about that. The whole that whole thing. Um, and I've been, you know, I've been even thinking about that, uh, that in terms of the, the, the rush to influence and to become known, um, you know, to build up a following, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, um, there's a massive rush of that happening, right? Like you yeah. either want to follow someone big or someone that somebody, everybody else is talking about, or you want to be an influencer. And mm. the real interesting thing that's happening with a lot of these is just how shallow those people are, is how shallow. Um, it's like it, you, it's easy to create a really attractive image of who you are um, mm. online, and then you get close to the person and you spend two weeks with them and you go, oh, you're just really good at, <laughs> you're just really good at attracting a crowd or. Uh, you're good at marketing. Great at marketing. And I think it was one of the things that um, Mark Sayers was talking about in one of his um, Rebuilders podcasts. He says, you know, and we take a lot of the stab at the church organization, but um, he says like one of the things that the church will need to learn now is how to govern well. So, so he is a political example of like, we'll do really great campaigns. 
right? Mm. Here's an event that's coming up. Get your friends, get your families, invite everybody. We're going to have food. We're going to have this. We're gonna... So campaign is awesome. And people buy in, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to vote for you by coming to the mm. church, to the event. So that's my vote. I'm coming. That's my participation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the follow-up for Christians is become a disciple. It's like you get mm. the invite, um, you know, go into all the world, preach the gospel mm. and um, you preach the gospel and then you make disciples that's longer term that's the that's the now that you're in power start to govern start to make sure the policies happen that you said you were going to change this change that so you know now that people have come to know jesus disciple them take them through the the, the 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 way and the journey and, and point them in the direction be alongside that's yeah. like that that's you know you can put together an event you, you know, that's easy that's real quick character mm. work man that's that takes years it takes a mm. long time and you can't you can't shortcut the process Mm. You just cannot shortcut that process. So, um, you know, when it comes to when it comes to that, that's that's what we're in for, I think. And mm. generally, the body of Christ hasn't always done it done both well: the gathering of the saints, and then the let's follow um, let's follow Jesus together, grow deep, and build a community that is that has substance to us so in, in the last 20 to 30 years. Well, I think maybe in the mega church, I guess, or bigger than like, uh, I think it's either John Tyson or Mike Sayers that say, um, it's no longer like for a long time following Jesus and not obeying his commands uh, was tolerated, but that's mm. no longer, no longer an option. And to think that it was an option, obviously, it's like, you know, people say, like, I believe, which means that I just agree with the stuff that Jesus talked about, um, but I'm still going to go live my life. Like, even mm. demons believe, but we kind of forgot that part of scripture <laughs> um, conveniently so we could live lives the way that we wanted, we wanted them to. But it's, it's I believe, and, and Jesus' standard for a disciple is... Um, Making disciples, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. That's Shema. a standard, man. That's a standard. Mm. So God's love language is obedience. <laughs> That's his love language. You love if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Yeah. Um, and that's our, yeah. And 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 that's our joy, and that's our our calling, our uh, our way of life that's and and it it would sound arrogant it would sound like god is a dictator it would sound like oh i need to do it and super hard if god was not the best thing that this ever happened to humanity if jesus was not the, that's what it would sound like right um but jesus is exactly what this world needs Mm. He leads. He's my shepherd. He leads me besides peaceful stream. And if I don't believe that, I'm not going to want to follow. 
things like love your neighbor. I'm going to want to protect myself because the Lord is not my shepherd. I'm my shepherd. <laughs> right? I got to protect me. I got to look after numero uno. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> you know, causes me to lie down. Like that kind of thing, you know, like I get my rest from him. This is some of the stuff that I've been talking to God about is that, you know, if you feel tired, run down. Um, weary. Jesus says clearly, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. No, God. No, 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 no. I'm going to play my PlayStation. That's when I'll feel rested. But that, like, um, who just says that? It's functional atheism. That's what it, somebody's called. Oh. It's, called. it's like function. It's like, I, I just... You know what? That sounds like a good idea. Resting in Jesus. Mm. But with our actions, you know, how we function, we function as, as if God doesn't exist. He's not Lord of our lives. He's not, you know, like those kinds of things. Um, mm. um, is, and we've just removed belief from practice. Whereas Jesus is actually going, yeah, now we're going to put them back together and marry them. And they're going to be one. Um, by creating yeah. around us a world that is not going to tolerate us being just the way we are. <laughs> yeah, what's it? I can't remember where it is, but like the scripture kind of came to mind uh, just now. Can you not see I'm doing a new thing? Um, yeah. Talking about things about the waters. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. I'll make a way in the desert. Yeah. And I think, yeah. That's so true. Functional atheism. Like, we've complicated it so much that God's like, <laughs> all right, mm. um, pause for a couple of years, <laughs> give you something yeah. else to think about. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, it's just, and it's so easy to complicate things and use jargon and just detach your self and character from a situation. Yeah. So you can hide behind a phrase, hide behind a function or like mm. even the practices of spiritual disciplines of like even the idea like prayer night on Wednesday that we had like just even hiding being behind that function yeah. just to a certain yeah. way yeah so every tabby turn up <laughs> yeah like how crazy right is um where are, I, I think I've thought about it as like that's vicarious Christianity Ooh. Right? so that's good because for example like because I tithe and my church gives money to the poor then I've done my part like no <laughs> you know like oh yeah my pastor is so spiritual <laughs> to God he listens and when I go to church right 
the worship is amazing and I just feel close to God there. And then it's like the word is incredible. And when I talk to people, there's a beautiful community. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's great. They've heard from God. Mm. And you're receiving out of their overflow. You're receiving secondhand revelation. Excuse that noise. There's a solar panel being put on a roof. Like your pastor received that revelation and you're receiving leftovers. That might point you to God. That might point you to God, but that's yeah. not, you know, like it's, it's like. It's not your meal. It's not your meal. It's like. Hey, you just you you're gleaning, you know. You're gleaning. You're that poor person that God would, you know, say to the to the Israelites. Um, this is a little bit of another stretch of it. It's like you're that beggar. It's like we position ourselves to be in the poor and the beggar place of um, of somebody else's field, and they just living stuff around because the the richness of whatever they present on a Sunday. They're already mm -hmm. taking the full meal of that. God is changing and transforming them. They're just giving you, what's a 30-minute sermon going to do, bro? Versus like, you know, some of, my, some of my pastors spend 16 hours studying and praying. That's 16 hours studying and praying in the Word. That's going to impact their soul. And you only have 30 minutes. Who's going to grow more? Of course, then. <laughs> you know? So you can't live vicariously through there. Like your hard work is not my hard work. Mm. And vice versa. It's not. Yeah, it's, and it's positioning, like you said as well, like just that word again, like you're going back to the analogy of the shower. Just like... <laughs> Find okay. the shower. Yeah, literally. Just, just think about it. Use the analogy of being at home in your own place to have a shower. You just like strip in the kitchen and try to use the kitchen sink and whatever. I'm like, what the heck, bro? But like, we've complicated to the point that we've made it normal to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's not. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's an interesting point of view, though. Like, positioning yourself as the beggar like the the funny thing is that our position is first and foremost as sons and daughters of the king yeah and so, like absolutely why why are we short ourselves well that's interesting isn't it because it's not uncommon like i've always been struck by the story of the prodigal son and the interaction of the dad with his older brother who has a lack mentality, like I have to wait till my dad dies before I can enjoy yeah. what's already mine, you know? Um, and it's that mm. whole area and arena of deception again that creeps in when there is a lack of communion and abiding in Jesus, right? Is that, you we create a an image of God completely separate from who he is because we're not that close. So he would have been doing quite a lot for his dad, trying to maybe expand his father's business or maintain it, whatever. But he doesn't actually understand that anytime you want to have a party, we can have a party, son. 
you know, like we mm. celebrate. You don't have to wait till I die for you to feel like and to have the permission to celebrate. Just a random let's celebrate. This week was a great week, or I just want to eat some of the fat of the land. Mm. You know? Like he, like he's. Uh, it's interesting to me. Like his dad was really surprised. My son, everything I have is yours. Mm. It's all yours. I was like, to me, that's really because that just says to me uh, some of the stuff that communicates to me is going like. I'm sure there are spaces and areas in my life where um, I go in with a mentality of lack, which mm. will ultimately show up as mistrust, um, you know. Um, so when I, for example, go and instead of praying, resting, abiding with Jesus or, or worshipping him um, when I'm tired, and I instead go and do something else to try and replenish my energy. I mean, there's space for that, obviously. Um, mm. There is. However, um, when that's, you know, my practice is other, apart from Jesus, who says, come to me, I will give you rest. It's like, mm. functionally, I'm like, mm, I'm a bit sus, Jesus. Like, what do you mean? You know, I, I'm not actually exercising the muscle of trust and faith in going, I'm positioning myself in the shower. Mm. I'm positioning myself to receive this rest you're talking about, Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're my disciple if you do what I say. Right. Okay, Jesus, I'm, 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 I'm going to take you at your word. Mm. Um. Yeah, so like I just see that invitation. Um, it's in rest. Is it's in what I worry and I'm anxious about. It's in um, you know, be anxious for nothing. The mm. oh. question is, how do you position yourself? How do you come to me? How do you go? That is, we don't overcomplicate it. Where we simplify. Let's not overcomplicate. Yeah. Let's not. You, yeah. let's not. It's just, you know, like, um, I, I love how you quoted um, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Um, the writer of the message. Mm, Eugene Peterson. Peterson. Uh, Rhythms of Grace. Yeah, the unforced reason of grace. Unforced, man. It's, 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 the, it's the stuff that I just do naturally because they position me to, to, toward God. And then he will do the, he will do the work that, you know, a thousand years of therapy would never do or a thousand years of trying hard would never do. It's, like, it's just, what's the rhythm of grace? It's it, the rhythm obviously is a beat, you know. I think music is it's the, it'll be the beat, it's like you know, there's highs and lows, and then grace. So it's like in my highs and lows, am I coming? Am I, am I going? There's there's the grace mm. of God, which is being I'm accessing and I'm positioning myself to access. So that happens through prayer, it happens through worship, it happens through um gratitude, you know. Um, mm. 
That's that's it, right? It's right. cool. It's a great to start. You know, you take Daniel's example. He's got rhythms of grace. He prayed three times a day. He set the time aside and he prayed. Um, he had a mm. of grace. He received from God because, you know, he was offered, um, one of the interactions he gets offered quite a lot to interpret a dream or something that was bothering a king. And he's like, no, 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 keep your stuff. But I'll tell you what the dream is. He's like, I don't need all of this, you know. Um, I've got everything. Yeah. In Christ. That's correct. Good man. Okay. I was just thinking, my baby's crying. You're going to have to wrap this up. You've got to check on this. Yeah. Boy. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. One <laughs> you first. Um, well, look, I think that when I'm, um, part of what I'm loving, I think, as part of this uh, podcast and, and continuing this conversation is that um, I said this to one of our friends. Uh, my, the names are just names this morning. I need coffee. Um, how, how could I forget his name? Literally. Oh, my gosh. This is unreal. Anyway, so part of what I'm learning is how much my own way of thinking is changing as a result of this and taking in some of the things that you are um, you're bringing across uh, and how much I'm really enjoying these conversations. And so I was just like, because for a while I was just like, you know, most people, most of the time, like before I did the podcast, so I could just keep building it and building it and building it. But then afterwards I was like, mm. no, actually the process that's happening internally as a result of this is actually mm. much more valuable than an extra life. So I'm really appreciating this um, because this is part of this discipleship. Oh, I've got a bit of a, a visitor. <laughs> Any last words from you? That's funny. I've got a visitor. Yeah. Get in the shower. Position yourself. So on. Yeah. So true. Yeah. <laughs> That's I don't too. Even know what to say. Yeah, it's, it's that. Yeah. Cool, man. Been well. Cool. Till we do this again soon. For you sure, for sure, for sure. Public, publicize your, your thing. And I think you can save these as videos on your own yeah. phone. So if you happen to, do it and then send it. It's yeah. been a pleasure, bro. Well there. Bye. All right. Hold back. Who's just joined? <laughs> I'll see you. Later. Peace out. See ya.